this is Yoon, and this is episode 6 of Asian Affairs. Today, it's going to be me hosting with a special guest. It's Nora Teal, an alumni from University of Wisconsin, Whitewater. And basically, last episode, we had another guest, Casey, who wrote an article on our website about this anti-Asian incident that happened with one of the instructors at this university. And Nora is going to help present us with a little background knowledge on that with regards to the area and the university. So Nora, if you would mind um, kind of giving us a little background on yourself. Sure, definitely. I attended Whitewater from 2006 to 2010, where I got my undergrad in public relations. After I started my graduate going there right away from 2011 until 2014, and that degree was a Master of Science in Corporate Communication. So I was at Whitewater for a total of almost eight years. So I'm very familiar with the school and the students there and just overall life on campus there. Wow, that's definitely a lot of experience at that school. So I was just wondering, to kind of help paint a picture, um, are you part of an ethnic minority or were you perhaps part of any organizations on campus that was more geared towards any ethnic minorities? I am Caucasian, but I was in a sorority for the years that I was at Whitewater, and we did partner with a lot of events with the African-American sororities on campus. It's a heavily diverse campus. We're located almost smack dab between Milwaukee and Chicago, and we get a lot of different ethnic groups coming to that school, even though it's kind of in rural Wisconsin. This school touts athletics. They're very good at baseball, basketball, football, men's and women's sports. So we get a very diverse group of students at that school. Any day walking around campus, any day in class, all the classes were very diverse. It definitely wasn't predominantly Caucasian. We had a really wide variety of students. Would you say that there was a large Asian presence on campus as well, or was that perhaps like a smaller segment? I would say it's probably a smaller segment. I would say the two probably dominating were uh, Caucasian and African-American. But there certainly was a presence of Asian or Asian-American students on campus. Okay. And would you say that they were vocal and made their presence known around campus? Or were they a little bit more secluded? Or could you kind of describe to me how the dynamics were played out? I would say in a few of the campus groups that I was in, I I was in the Young Democrats group on campus. There were a lot of Asians in that group. I would say once I got into my major of communications, I came in contact with Asians less than. Doesn't necessarily mean there were less on campus. They probably chose different majors. I just ran into them less and less. 
if I were giving a percentage, maybe 15% of students on campus were Asian. I definitely ran into them more in my in my freshman and sophomore years when I was taking general classes. That's actually interesting that you mentioned that to me because I'm wondering if the Asian population actually decreased since you were at school because I do know that there's this KWOW, the news station, and the local news station in the area quoted the Asian population on campus at around less than 2%, actually. Wow, that surprises me because it definitely did not feel like that when I was on campus there. And yes, I am talking, it was a bit ago. Um, I did graduate in 2010, but I would say that sounds like a decrease to me. That actually leads me to my next question, which would be um, if you encountered any racism personally, um, perhaps if not directed necessarily at you, towards like another minority. Uh, Yes, actually. And it wasn't towards me. Um, It was towards African-Americans. It still sticks in my brain, even eight years after it happened, because it was so startling. I was in um, the prereq marketing class for my minor, and there were about 300 kids in class. And the professor that taught the class made a joke about African-Americans liking fried chicken and watermelon. At the time, I didn't know a lot of people in class. And actually, my only friend in class was actually African-American as well. When he made the joke, kids laughed. Um, It was more of an uncomfortable laugh, but I remember specifically not laughing and looking at my friend. She was very uncomfortable with the joke. It felt almost like a professor trying to be funny or to be more friendly with his students, but it came off so inappropriately with me that it still really sticks in my mind as just so inappropriate. You said that it did affect you. I mean, obviously, you still remember in great detail that incident until today. Was there anything that happened with the school? Like, was there um, any actions that the uh, university took? Or did you take any action regarding that instance? At the time, I did not. I was graduating that semester, and I did not take it up with the university. The professor that we're talking about is deeply entrenched in Whitewater, is very well known and well liked there. And I was worried that it would cause delay in my graduation. Um, I did have another run-in with this professor. It did not go well at all. And because of that, I was very nervous about taking any action against him. Um, Obviously, as I sit here today, that was a huge mistake. I should have done something. I I would have had proof at that time because 300 other students heard him say it. But no, I did not take any action at the time. Just to clarify, is your second run-in with him uh, further down the road, was that also racially motivated or was that just due to other, other reasons? That was due to other reasons, but I had brought up the incident of the comment at the time. And he warned me that 
he would be saving any emails that I was sending him in case I tried to go above his head with it. Wow. So he basically threatened you to keep quiet about that racial incident that you witnessed. I would definitely say it felt like a threat. I was so close to graduation at that point. I didn't want to put that in jeopardy. I needed to take his class to graduate. I remember at the time speaking with my parents about it because I was so deeply upset. Neither of my parents went to college, and so they were very nervous for me to rock the boat and to put a halt on my graduation at all. So they just kind of guided me to just get through the class and move on and don't ever take class with him again. Obviously, looking back now, it was definitely probably a cop-out. I was scared and I was 20 years old and I didn't know what to do. He definitely made it clear that if I took it above his head, that he would be winning and I would not be. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. That's really horrible when authorities using their power against you, especially in inappropriate ways. I also wanted to ask if you have a sense back then, like through any time in your eight years at Whitewater, um, how much of the student body was outspoken about racial issues or at least aware and sensitive to them? You mentioned that your class of 300 students did seem to have some sort of awkward laughter, perhaps it's like a coping mechanism. How was that type of dynamic throughout the entire campus? With this situation, it's interesting because the laughter was almost as if they couldn't believe he had just said that. And that was kind of my reaction as well. Um, I mean, I was a 20-year-old student, but I even knew what he was saying was inappropriate, especially because the campus is so diverse. I mean, we have so many African-Americans on campus. To make a stereotypical comment like that, to me, was just unreal because of the students even in the class. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't all Caucasian students in there. And even if it were, it's still completely inappropriate. All the groups that I was in on campus, all the classes I was in on campus were heavily diverse. Making a comment like that, even if you were making it in jest, is so unbelievably inappropriate because just how Whitewater tries to make itself off as a very diverse campus, which it is. And so if the professors are not preaching what the university is, I think we've got some sort of issue there. And obviously, if another incident has occurred, nothing is being done to help teach or guide these professors towards what Whitewater wants to portray their very diverse campus. Definitely. So when you compare that attitude or that dynamic eight years ago to the current dynamic today with the incident involving Matthew DeStarkey, do you draw any parallels? That Does that bring back any memories or feelings from that time? Oh, certainly. I would say even if these incidents were eight years apart, this looks like a pattern to me. The fact that 
in 2010 how openly he made that joke in front of 300 students, it couldn't have been the first time he made that joke. And my guess what is that it wasn't the last time he made that joke. I know that he is still a professor there. That concerns me that he's continuing to make these jokes. And then obviously more professors are emboldened to make similar racist jokes. I think you can sit around all day and say, oh, I was just kidding. It was funny or I was trying to get a laugh. But when you have students who are of these minorities whom you are making fun of, I cannot even imagine how that makes them feel. I think it's entirely inappropriate to make a student sit in your class, pay for your class, and then be completely mocked for their skin color. I am concerned that this definitely could be some type of pattern, and I really, really hope uh, Whitewater will make this right and stop this before more incidents happen. Right. And so I understand that you do hope that um, they will stop these incidents, but how would you gauge the current university's attitude towards dealing with racism on campus or even with the whole Distarkey incident? I'm not sure if you saw the responses on Twitter. I did see their response. It felt like a little bit of a cop-out to me. They did not seem to be as concerned as I would be if I saw a professor acting like that. And obviously, the professor that I encountered has never been in trouble for what he said or what he's said since or what he said before. I think they're setting a bad precedent by not coming down harder on these people because I think it it almost emboldens them to make these comments again in the future. I I don't want more professors or, or even students either, certainly, to feel like they can make jokes like this about students on campus and not have any punishment or consequences for what they say. I'm not sure if you're aware, the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater was actually deleting and censoring comments on Facebook regarding this incident when there were multiple Asians who came out to speak out against this injustice of them condoning or even tolerating this behavior with Dostarki. And do you think that it's possible that this this has a precedence, perhaps, like, of the thousands of students that your past professor taught, that it wasn't just you who raised concern over those type of incidents and comments? Do you think that there is some level of censorship that's going on or that continues to go on in Whitewater? I did not know that, and that is deeply concerning. They should have never done that. I think your first move, and this is Public Relations 101, and I learned this Mm -hmm. at Whitewater, is to not delete comments on social media and rather look into the incident in which people are upset about. I think that was a 
complete misstep on their part if they were trying to censor any people who were upset about this. This, it was a legitimate concern. I saw the photo. It was very bad. I showed it to a couple of my friends. They all had the same reaction. It was, it was completely inappropriate for a professor or for a student. Um, no one should be doing that. I'm very disappointed if Whitewater's first step in looking into this was deleting comments on Facebook, because that should have been the least of their concerns. As a PR major, you said that it is imperative that you have to look into these incidents and analyze what was going on and address the concerns instead of censoring and deleting comments. And I know that you did mention earlier that their comments on Twitter and Facebook on regarding this incident is not enough. So how do you think they should handle these type of situations? That is a very good question. I don't even know if I would be qualified to answer that. I, I certainly think that this isn't a situation where there should be a warning and then a consequence. I think that it should go to direct punishment. I would say at the very least, diversity training would be imperative. In fact, I personally think that it should even be treated as a consequence, but rather something that all professors have to do. These professors come in contact with every kind of student you can possibly imagine. We had students come from all over the world and attend our university. It should be on your first day of being a professor, you should have diversity training. It should never even come across your mind that it would be a good idea to take a photo like that. I don't want to say that DeStarkey should lose his job immediately. I think that people can learn from these situations and that people do make terrible mistakes, but I certainly think a punishment should come forward. What that is, that's extremely hard for me to say. I, I don't know what a first step would be, but I think the very minimum would be some sort of diversity training. I, I really think that he did not realize in taking that photo how that it could affect the students that he teaches, how that could look to other people, other professors, potential students looking to come there. If I were Asian and I saw a photo like that, I don't think I would want to take him as a professor or take his class or maybe even attend Whitewater at all. And I really think that should be Whitewater's first concern, that they're scaring away students on potential bad photos. So at the very least, diversity training should be mandatory. Nora, I really want to thank you for speaking with me today on Asian Affairs. I want to thank you for being an ally and for being bold to speak out about your racial experiences or experiences with race, as well as some pretty traumatic memories. Actually, you know, even reading the story that you told me as opposed to hearing it um, on the phone, it's much different and um, it's a lot more emotional, 
which I think is good because people need to understand that it is a very emotional thing to encounter these things. I think oftentimes social media can kind of hide that. Definitely. No, I um, I was thinking about that after I typed all of that out to you. And I was like, I think it's almost better if I say it to her in person, because I still, I, I specifically remember walking out of class that day and calling my mom and my mom and I are, I, I was raised in a family to, to love everybody, no matter what they look like. And my mom and I are extremely liberal. Um, and I remember walking out of class that day and just being absolutely horrified. And I remember when I looked at my classmate's face and she looked so uncomfortable. And I, I being white, you know, I don't, I'm not affected by these things, but I was her friend and I was sitting there and I knew what he was saying was wrong. And she looked so uncomfortable. And I sat there thinking she had to pay a lot of money to sit in this class and listen to this guy talk like this. And I just Mm -hmm. thought, Oh, it's, it was disgusting. I know he's still teaching Uh there because I, I just looked it up recently um, because I was just thinking about him not too long ago, but I like to share this story with people every time I talk about Whitewater and I, and I, I love Whitewater and I love the opportunities it, it brought me and I met a lot of lifelong friends there, but I think they do have a deep problem there. I really do. Mm-hmm. They're in a very conservative area of Wisconsin. That is very worrisome for me that this could continue in the future. I mean, speaking as a minority myself, I've definitely had instances where there were people of authority that I was still paying money to, right? Uh, They were saying some pretty stereotypical things or trying to stereotype me. Something that uh, Asians go through is like, guess which type of Asian you are? That type of microaggression. So I've definitely experienced that myself. And it's very uncomfortable to say the least but oftentimes when you're caught in the moment you don't really know what to do overall it's like a conversation of you know when when you experience those things and this is up to like every community to kind of discuss build reactions on right like how how do we react in a way that doesn't condone it and also um prevents it from continuing Every time I talk about this, everyone's follow-up question always is, did you go to the university? And I feel terribly, even now that I didn't, not, I can't even say that a punishment would have happened because he's so deeply entrenched in Whitewater that I doubt they would ever do anything to him. And I'm sure he's tenured now, so there's nothing they can do, (laughs) basically. I wish that I would have gone with my classmates. You know, I don't know if she ever went to the university about it. I should have asked her at the time, but if she wanted to, I should have offered to go with her because now, I mean, so much time has passed, but who knows? I mean, maybe he's still cracking the same joke. I don't know, you know, and, and making other kids feel less than, and I think that is so completely unfair. We're all paying a lot of money to go to your school, not to be mocked because of the way we look. This is kind of the point of our podcast is to spread awareness about these situations. And, you know, who knows, right? With the whole Distarkey incident and um, these type of things, like spreading awareness 
hopefully if it picks up enough traction, it will have like waves because like you said, you're only one out of around 300 other students that were there. And that was only just one semester. So, you know, maybe your story will help embolden other people to speak out on that as well. Incidents are not isolated incidents, but they do have a precedence. And when we ignore things, they just keep continuing and getting worse. Hopefully, Whitewater does take a step in the right direction and address this issue um, in a more uh, in-depth way than they have already. And um, so that concludes today's episode of Asian Affairs. We release episodes every week, and for more pro-Asian content, be sure to check out Not Your Asian Sidekick and Journey to the West, as well as our website, ProAsian888, with the link in our profile. Thank you again so much, Nora. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on Asian Affairs. Thank you very much. So happy you asked me to be a part of it. Okay, and this is Yun. See you next time on Asian Affairs. Okay.